Good evening, everyone. You are now listening to WLS, the voice of Prairie Farmer, America's oldest farm paper, Chicago. The Johnson Wax Program. of Johnson's Wax deliver a dippy divertisement of department store delirium and delightful ditties with Rico Margelli's orchestra, Kay Donna, Claire Baum, and that slightly cuckoo couple of confused customers, Fibber McGee and Molly. All right, right this way, folks, right this way. Elevators to all floors. Yes, Sonny, toys on the 14th. Back in the car, please. Don't push. All right, that's all, folks. Going up. Okay, boy. All out here, folks, the 14th floor, Wistful Vista Department Store. Here's where you buy your Johnson Wax, your Kitchenware and Copper Tax, your Cigar Department, Pure Havana, Marcelli's Orchestra, Kay Donna, Slow Coat, Christmas Trees and Holly. Hello there, Pepper. Hi there, Molly. Thousand tens, did I hear you say? And what's Marshmallow going to play? Tens, madam, try the new Nick Lico while the band plays Liza. Take it, Rico. <laughs> the makers of Johnson's Wax, you can now have beautiful polished floors and linoleum without any work of rubbing or buffing. Just try Johnson's Glow Coat, the remarkable liquid floor polish that shines as it dries. Your floors will take on new life and beauty, and your work will be much easier from the day you first use Johnson's Glow Coat.
find Fibber McGee and Molly on the 14th floor of the Wistful Vista department store. Don't crowd, please. Where do we got to go first, Molly? On account of because I want to go downstairs and look at some golf clubs. You'll see no golf clubs today, McGee. Where's the list? What list? The shopping list, figuring it, that I give you before we left the house. <laughs> Shucks, is that what that was? <laughs> yes, that's what it was. And I sat up all night making it out, too. Where is it, McGee? Why, uh, I, uh, I folded it up and stuck it into the toe of my overshoes, Molly. <laughs> they were too big. You see, I bought them two sizes too big when they had that there sale at the Bonton Bootery on account of because they was all out of my size, but Chuck's, I think, the sale's the sale, I think. Maybe so I bought... take off your overshoes and give me that sloppy. <laughs> I can't do it, Molly. Why can't you? I ain't got them on. <laughs> it wasn't sloppy, huh? So that is... Heavenly days. What a man. That's what everybody says, Molly. <laughs> oh, well, we'll just have to get along the best we can without the list. Now, let's see. I know we was going to get teeny a doll. Pardon me, can I get by? Oh, I'll say so, baby. Any place. <laughs> step aside, you're blocking the eyes. Oh, okay. Excuse me, ma'am. Don't mention it. Oh, just a minute, ma'am. Can you tell us where the toy department is? Certainly. Three aisles over to your left. I'm going to buy the little boy a sled. What well, little boy? Oh, yeah. Hey, come back here. <laughs> <laughs> My, my, you're sure quick on the snappy comeback, McGee. Oh, yes, is he? <laughs> How do you ever think of him so quick now? Oh, shucks, Molly. What's that noise? That's the rapping counter, Molly. <laughs> you get it? I said that. Ah, oh, it ain't funny, McGee. Okay. Come on now. The toy department, I guess. Right over there, folks, for your free coupons. Get a Christmas tree delivered to your home free. Get a lucky number ticket, folks. Okay, Bob, give me a coupon. Right over there, sir. The man at the escalator will give you one. Chuck, can't you give me one? No, sir. They'll hand you one in the escalator. Okay, okay. Chuck's in at the fellow walk Hey, Molly, wait a minute. Hurry up, McGee. Where have you been? Hey, Molly, what's an osculator? An osculator? Yeah. Why, osculator is a kisser. Oh, so that's it, huh? Here, here. Where are you going, McGee? I got to see that smart guy that says he's going to hand me one on the escalator. <laughs> Come back here. He meant the escalator, the moving stairway. Don't be silly. Oh, oh the escalator. Oh. oh, gee, here's the toy department, Molly. Get a load of them little trains. Ain't they cute? Please don't play with the toys, sir. Let them alone, McGee. Oh, shucks. They seem to be real tender about their locomotives in here. Have you any dolls, ma'am? Oh, yes, madam. What kind of dolls? Japanese, Eskimo, Mae West, and Poplet, Shirley Temple, walking dolls? Oh, no, no, no. Just ordinary dolls. Well, we have some lovely Joe and Crawford dolls, madam. No, I want just... And the play. sweetest Ginger Rogers doll for only... Hey, Molly. How do you like the drum? Pretty nifty, ain't it? Don't bother me, McGee. Haven't you just a plain mama doll? No, but we have the loveliest Claudette Colbert dolls and... And, and no mama dolls. Well, can you beat it? I'll say I can. Listen. Please, sir, don't handle the toy. Put it down, McGee. But shut, Molly. You asked me could I beat it, didn't you? Yes, but I... Huh? No, I didn't. I... Oh, never mind. Listen, ma'am. Have you no plain, ordinary doll that says mama? I'm sorry, madam, but all the dolls this year are the Shirley Temple type or Mae West or the Chris Rockets or Heavenly Days. McGee, be quiet. I was just trying to see if these here horns was through the pitch. I remember when I played first cornet in two cities to the saxophone symphony, I was sitting there one... Oh, for goodness sakes, McGee. Will you go and sit down someplace like buy me a doll? Okay, okay. But remember, Molly, 
Dogs don't say, Mama, anymore. It ain't modern. <laughs> they say, How am I doing? Hey, hey. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> ain't I right, ma'am? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, <laughs> Gee, look at you. You say it, madam. You want to say it? I got it. A real engine bow and arrow. Except I ain't shot one of these here bow and arrows since 40 years ago. Real stiff bend to it, too. <laughs> now, if that rocking horse over there was an antelope... Oh! 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 oh. 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 For heaven's sake, what happened, sir? What'd you do now, McGee? I was just going to ask, what'd you do? Did you drop one of them dogs through the counter or something? Say, how much is these here building blocks, ma'am? Never you mind the blocks, McGee. Did you or did you not shoot that bow and arrow? Listen, Molly, the, the floor walker's going to make an announcement. Friends and customers of the Wistful Vista Department Store, Senior Marcelli and his toy department troubadours will entertain you with a selection entitled Red Sails in the Sunset. Miss Kay Donna from our sheet music department will sing Miss Kay Donna. Hey, sail away. Red.
Hey, Molly, let's get out of this dead red crowd. Oh, for heaven's sake, McGee, we're not half through yet. You carry the dog. You betcha. This one here? Hey, let go of me! McGee, set that girl down. What's the idea? Chuck, you told me to carry this doll, and I was going to... Stop clowning. I meant this doll of teeny. Oh. Excuse him, man. Come on, McGee. Say, Molly, I got to stop at the cigar department and get some cigars for more toots. But more toots don't smoke cigars, McGee. I know, but I'll teach him. I know the ropes. <laughs> hey, sis, where's the cigar counter? Just opposite the elevator, sir. Oh, have you tried our new shaving lotion, sir? No, I, I never used it. Oh, it's a delicious odor, mister. Oh. We call it Moonflower Madness for masculine males. <laughs> and we also have a lovely bay rum for men. It's French fragrance for fatigued faces. And our top hat tells them, oh, you just... Have you tried Johnson's glow coat, Flora? My name ain't Flora. <laughs> I was just going to tell you that Johnson's glow coat is the best beauty treatment for Flora. <laughs> but if your name ain't Flora, we'll just let oh, it go. Oh, my goodness. Quit your chattering and come on. Okay. <laughs> just for a minute, I was scared she was going to squirt some of that uh, fleur de fatunia all over my face. Well, <laughs> come on now, hurry up. We... Oh, oh, oh. Excuse me, I didn't see you coming. You think... Excuse me, ma'am. Say, where's the book department? Hmm? The book? <laughs> Why, there Next is... floor down, bud. Next floor down. Four rows back and two to the right. Oh, say. Don't <laughs> mention it. Come on, Mike. McGee. Why, the books is on this floor. You sent the poor fellow down to the next side department. I know it. You see, Molly, he had his shopping list in his hand, and all the names were checked off but his father. And when I seen his face, I know that anybody that had a son looked like that wasn't smart enough to read a book if he did get one. <laughs> but even the dumbest folks wear his necktie. <laughs> Pretty quick thinking, if I do say so myself, oh. Miss Kitty. <laughs> well, here's the tobacco counter, McGee. Where? Right up there, isn't it? Well, I don't see no tobacco department. Oh, use your eyes, McGee. Don't you see the sign? What sign? Well, right there before your face, the one that says... Accessories for the devotees of my lady nicotine. Well, what in chunk has that got to do with smoking? Oh. There's something in smoking accessories, sir. You see, McGee? Yes. Oh, ought to put some chewing tobacco or a corncob pipe on the counter or something. How's the fellow to know that... carry cigars, mister? Yes, indeed, madam. Yes, indeed. Okay, bud. Spot them out. Yes, sir. Now, here's a very special import, exclusive with us, a clear Cuban cigar in the new streamlined Panatella. Only seven fifty a box. Mm. Hey, then, looks good. How many in a box, son? Two hundred? Oh, no, sir. Ten cigars. Oh. Ten? Ten cigars for seven bucks and a half? Yes. What are they rolled out of, gold leaf? <laughs> How much did you wish to pay, sir? Why, Chuck, I was looking for twofers. Twofers? Sure, twofers. Two for nickel. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm afraid, sir, we couldn't accommodate you with an inferior Oh, brand. you better get him someplace else. Hey, listen, bud. Don't tell me nothing about no inferior tobacco. You're talking to old tobacco man. Quit chewing, tobacco man. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Molly. Listen, bud. You know what they used to call me? Tampa McGee, they called me. Tampa McGee, the tip-top tornado of the tobacco trade. <laughs> Why? I had me the finest tobacco plantation in the whole world, down in Costa Rica. Why, Never used to ship tobacco FOB like they do now. No, sir. No, sir. They ship at A.M. In the morning. No, ask McGee. <laughs> I'll never forget the time I had me my tobacco farm right next to old Burpo Bowers rubber plantation. You want to hear about it, bud? I'm afraid not, sir. I have to... Be... Well, sir, this was way back in 1899. Or was it? No, it was 1902. Or three. Uh, let's see now. 
Come to think of it, it was 19... Pretty tobacco pouch you have here, mister. The tan one. Tan. That was it. 1910. <laughs> well, sir, I had me the finest, strongest, mellowest tobacco anything. And old Burpo Bowers, he had the adjoining plantation full of rubber trees. Well, sir, one day during Hurricane 1911, the fence blew down between the plantations, and some of his rubber plants got into my tobacco, and some of my tobacco got into his rubber plants. <laughs> I thought my crop was ruined till I tried smoking some of it one day. <laughs> and then when I see the smoke rings I blew bouncing and hopping across the field, <laughs> I knowed I had them. <laughs> I made two million bucks in three weeks blowing rubber smoke ring auto tires for the export trade. <laughs> well, uh, what did your tobacco do to Bower's rubber crop? Oh, it ruined his rubber crop into that part of the field. On account of because when they made teething rings out of his rubber, they had to give the kids spittoons to go with them. Wait a minute, McGee. There's the radio department. I want a price for midget radio. Yoo-hoo! Are you busy, ma'am? Not at all. Can I help you? Hey, ain't you the gal that waited on Tuscan's the toy department? Oh, yes, but they transferred me after you broke the glass in the showcase. Oh, now you see what you've done, McGee? Boy, shucks, this I paid for it. Oh, please, I'd gladly have paid for it myself to get away from those children. They were always getting into everything. You know how children are. Oh, yes, indeed I do. They're always fooling with things. McGee, quit turning them knobs. Why? <laughs> shucks, I was just trying out this here shortwave set. I suppose you get shortwave better onto these here midget sets, ma'am, huh? Short set, shortwave, huh? Oh, no. But here is a wonderful little shortwave set. The English stations come across beautifully. The English? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I thought them fellas never would come across. <laughs> then you get to London on that set, ma'am? Oh, certainly, any time. Shall I show you? Yes. Uh, listen to this. Uh, I think London is, uh, let me see it, number one, two, mm. oh, no, one, two, just a minute now. Cheerio, everyone. This is that jolly little wireless station, H2O. H2O across the water. Oh, oh, oh. Ain't funny, Liney. <laughs> Nevertheless, we are back on the air again after having a spot of tea, you know. Now don't buzz off because we have an amazing bit of news for you. As the, as the say in America, get a burden of this. <laughs> We have here, we have here in the studio, His Lordship Sir Cashin Walnut, who's kindly consented to come down from his beautiful estate, Scrumfooters and Park up a sitting of Brown, to give us a bit of advice on the subject, my own Miss McCarthy. Interesting, no end. What, what? Are you ready, Sir Cashin? My, my, isn't it wonderful, McGee? Listen, Molly, I don't want to miss none of it. Uh, uh, speak right into the belly little gadget, Your Lordship. Oh, I dare, Aldi. Thank you. Friends, I want oh, to urge God. you to try this easy-to-use, no-rubbing floor polish before the holidays. Once your floors and linoleum are protected with a bright glow-coat polish, you won't have to worry about dirt tracks and scuff marks. Soiled spots wipe right off. Why, here's how easy it is to apply glow-coat. Just pour a little of this liquid polish onto the clean floor. Then spread it lightly over the surface with a soft cloth or the special glow-coat applier. You don't have to rub it in or exert yourself in any way. Glow coat dries in 20 minutes and shines as it dries, making your dull, dingy floors bright as new. By the way, it's very economical, you know, to order glow coat in the larger size cans. You save as much as one-third by buying the larger sizes. Shit. 
Harpo would be where I couldn't say nothing back at him. <laughs> Cut it off and get something else, sis. Oh, get the music, ma'am, whilst I sit down here and rest me feet. All right, I'll see if I can get that. Or maybe Denmark. Right there, sis. I think that's Russia. And now, folks, a swell little number called You Are My Lucky Star. Mark Kelly and his men are playing it from the toy department of the Wistful Vista <laughs> Department Store. Rusty, is it, McGee? Uh, You're yeah. coming from 150 foot away. <laughs> Just like a real one. Just what they don't think of these days. Leave it alone, Mrs. Oh, let me work it just once, Molly. Hey, Molly, look. <laughs> Even the money in it looks real. <laughs> Say, won't some kid get it? Say, what are you it. doing in that cash register? Get huh? out of there. Oh, Mr. Brown, Mr. Brown. Oh, ah. Brown, no police. Mr. Brown, what did you get, Mrs. Why, Chuck, I know it was a real cash. I didn't know it. I didn't there he is. There he is. Who? Oh, right. A special announcement about the Amateur Songwriters Contest now being conducted by Rico Marcelli. If you have an original melody which you think might be made into a popular song, send it to Rico Marcelli in care of the National Broadcasting Company, Chicago. It's not necessary to buy anything in order to enter this contest. Everyone is eligible excepting professional songwriters. A cash prize of $100 will be awarded by the sponsors of this program, S.C. Johnson & Sons. 
And in addition, the winning song will be published by Irving Berlin Incorporated, who will pay the writer standard royalties. The winning song will also be featured on one of the Fibber McGee future broadcasts. This amateur songwriter's contest closes January 1st, 1936. For complete information about the contest rules, address Rico Marcelli in care of the National Broadcasting Company, Chicago, or see the current issue of Radio Guide, which gives full details of the contest on page 8. Don't forget to return to Whistle Vista with Fibber and Molly next week at this same hour. They'll take a bridge lesson, they tell us, so listen and see if 13 cards to a hand is really unlucky. Until then, this is the mayor of Chinatown, John Sing Wax, alias Harlow Wilcox. Good night. <laughs>